Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. Hello, everybody. I'm Bradley Morris from Magic Media. I'm Tad Hargrave from Marketing for Hippies. And in this video, uh, we're going to do a bit of a case study review. We just launched Tad's Marketing for Hippies membership site, yeah. and we're going to talk about the good, the bad, the regrets, the what we would do's difference, and uh, and just talk about the whole launch process. And hopefully, in that process, you'll learn some stuff. Yeah, this is this is our hope. You know, of course, as always, some things go well, some things don't. Uh, and I think both of us wiser on the other side. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I, I created this uh, with Brad's help uh, over the last, I guess, uh, six, seven months. Uh, Brad had asked me many times to say, hey, why don't you do a, a membership site? And I kind of had the thought I might, but the timing wasn't right. This year, I decided to do it. Uh, I'm so glad I did. I'm loving it right now. Uh, and and uh, there's lots of ideas coming of how we're going to make it even better uh, from from what it is now, but we wanted to focus on the launch. Uh, yeah, as Brad said, to give you some thoughts on how to make it better. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, as Tad said, I've probably asked half a dozen times over the last few years, and given COVID times, uh, mm -hmm. he was finally ready. So just context for people that aren't as familiar with Tad's work. Uh, he has a huge body of work, probably, I think we uploaded about 16 ebooks and more than a dozen online courses, plus he does quarterly 30-day, uh, like, live courses. Yeah, um, probably 700 blog posts, 700 YouTube videos, somewhere in that ballpark. It was a huge body of work, and so things were spread out over the internet across different platforms, mm. um, and so... When we built the membership site, we consolidated everything to be able to be inside of the membership. So it was like consolidating Tad's entire life's work of what, the last 10 or 15 years? Yeah, 15. 15 years. And so part of the, the step one of the challenge was how do we organize this and how do we create membership tiers so that mm -hmm. um, people can subscribe to the levels that they want, um, which we could get into the two different yeah. tiers. Yeah. Um, so we did two different tiers for the membership. There's a $25 a month membership and then there's a $99 a month. And so the $25 a month, it gets you into the membership in the community. You get a monthly, and correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, uh, you get a monthly, um, Q and a coaching call for the foundations level members and you get access to, um, what would you say about 30% of the eBooks and online courses, 40%. Uh, yeah, maybe 25% of ebooks for free and then 50% off everything. Yeah. Yeah. So for his, let's just say his pro, his, uh, quarterly programs he does, they're a hundred dollars regular price as a foundations member, you would get them for $50 and same goes for the ebooks and the other online courses that he's charging for that. If you bought them off the website, you would pay double. Yeah, well, some of them are 100, some of them 200, 300 different prices I've charged. But yeah, and so then yeah, at the pro level, everything's you just get it all. All yeah. my ebooks, all the courses, it's just all free. Uh, and then there's four calls. So there's weekly calls, um, four calls a, a month, basically. 
And yeah, so those are the two levels. And so we decided to launch the first win, I would say the, the success that I would really recommend that Bradley suggested is the idea of having founding members uh, who get lifetime access. So they pay one amount, they never pay anything again, and they're just, they're in forever. And this is something that we've done uh, probably in the 10 or 12 launches we've done the last couple of years. It's something we always do because the founding members, when you give them that lifetime access and you get those first people in, they really set the stage. They create the culture inside mm -hmm. of the community. Um, they create a hub of activity so that mm -hmm. when you open up the membership to, to monthly members, there's already a ton of activity in there for them to access and to be inspired by and there's already uh, a culture that's formed that people can just enter into like they create the vibe essentially the founding members yeah i've been thinking about like sourdough starter you know you just get the the culture literally yeah literally going i think also the founding members are likely to be more forgiving uh if you if you make blunders if there's technological glitches which there just will be every time there's going to be something that goes wrong uh, they've already invested, let's say, $1,000. So I just think more likely to stick around. Whereas maybe if you just paid $100 a month and there was a significant glitch, you might just say, you know what, I'm done and be out. So that's helpful. And I think also only the people who are really into your work will drop the amount of money to become a founding member. So there's a kind of pre-selection of 1000 bucks. They already like you. Uh, so you're getting the friendly crowd. You're getting yeah. the warm crowd in first. Uh, and there are people who are more likely to probably give you honest feedback to help you improve it as, as they, they have been so far. Um, anything else in that? Um, yeah, just on the, the note of the founding members and the, the price points. So we did a lifetime access for a 30 day, 33 day launch window. Right. And so the $99 a month level, they got access lifetime for $9.99. And the $25 a month level gets lifetime access for um, $2.99. Yeah. And what surprised me and amazed me was that it was almost a 50-50 split on uh, yeah. the number of people that signed up for the uh, the pro membership versus the foundations membership. And this is something that, I mean, we can't say in this video because we haven't done it yet, but one of the things we decided is maybe in the week before we open it up to the monthly members, which is another thing of separating these two, which I want to talk about, I'll be going back to the, the foundations members and saying, look, uh, for maybe it's like a thousand ninety nine, you can still get lifetime access, you know, or, or, or maybe no, a discount. You already paid 300. Yeah. So, it, you know, a 999 would well, be because I don't want to give them the same price, but a thousand ninety nine minus 300. So for eight ninety nine or seven ninety nine, whatever, you can get access yeah. to the pro level if you'd like to upgrade. And this offer is not going to come again for another few years. My guess is we'll probably get a few who will jump in at that point. Um, and so this ties to another thing that was a kind of instinctual move on my end was to set. Normally, I think in a launch like this, you'd have the uh, like so a 30 day launch uh, for the founding members. And then boom, the next day, the monthly thing opens. And yeah. I had this feeling I said, I want to have a couple months where it's launch founding members boom and then two months just with the founding members 
and then after that two months, open it up to the uh, to the monthlies. And that's something we've never done before for with Magic Media and the, the platforms we've done, and I love it as well. It was more manageable. So let's just dive into while we're on that, like some of the stuff that went wrong. Okay. So we had a thing with Constant Contact, um, oh, Tad's email system. So we set everything up, we tested everything, everything worked. And when, when we, we say everything, we mean when people but there, there's you know some functionality that means they get added to an email list on Constant Contact. Uh, so they get their pro account. Great, I'm a pro. It adds them in Constant Contact to an email list saying they're the pro. So if we need to email them later, there's the list. You can just you know select that list and send an email, Yeah. Uh, which is great, except... Something... Uh, so one of the things with Constant Contact, so uh, Constant Contact has a thing that we were unaware of um, because we typically work with Active Campaign or Convert Kit on these types of things. And Constant Contact has a thing that if somebody unsubscribes from your list in the past um, and then they purchase the course and they were supposed to be re added with the same email address to that particular, like to the proper list, the pro list or yeah. foundations list, it wouldn't do that. So there was a lack of communication between the shopping cart, Zapier to Convert Kit. And so people weren't getting the proper, they weren't getting the emails when it came oh, time man. for launch day. And so we were trying to figure out like what is going on. And I mean, on launch day and the, the day after launch day, we were on the phone with ConvertKit for hours trying to figure out, or not ConvertKit, Constant Contact, trying to figure out like why is it not working? It just didn't make sense. And then we finally came to the conclusion that it's because these people had unsubscribed in the past from from the list. So that was a huge nice. learn for us. We now have in our contracts a clause that we won't use constant contact. We right. are strictly active campaign or convert kit. And, and it's just, we want to make sure that we know it works in the past. It always does. So this was a, a humbling, uh, humbling lesson. Yeah. And these, these are things, again, it's shit happens with this. You know, there's yeah. always going to be a glitch. There's all, you know, you try something new and you roll the dice. And in this case, it seemed to make sense. Most of these email services, they all work pretty well. You know, there's upsides and downsides of them all. But the thought that it just wouldn't mesh with the the tech and people wouldn't be able to log in, as you can imagine, you know, half the people, they just paid $1,000 and it's been three, four, five days and they still can't even get into the thing they paid for. This was uh, was awful. Um so yeah, so this uh, these are things that you know we learn as we go through. So one of the I mean, this kind of moves into some of the improvements. A big huge advice I would give to any of you who are thinking about launching. Number one, the big thing is time. Give yourself so much more time than you think you need. So number one, in the two months leading up to the launch, you have nothing else you're promoting, yeah. nothing else you're working on. You are focused on the launch. Period. That's it. In the two months after. You have nothing you're working on. You're just servicing the people from the launch. So it, it, this is yeah. my, my bad. I have this program called The Meantime. I do it every January. But the launch for the, this started, uh, ended December 15th. But then January 15th, the meantime is going to start. And so what this resulted in is, you know, my assistant, Susan, she just dropped the ball, missed some things uh, in terms of promoting The Meantime. Me too. Uh, and, and the truth is I'm just not going to be promoting it that heavily uh, this year. There's a few emails I've gone out, but the whole launch sequence I was going to do, it's not in part because I'm just is a little weary 
And also, you know, you've got this new community and you know there's going to be troubles, you know there are going to be glitches. Uh, there's also just the excitement of getting in there with all the people. Yeah. So if you, if for in that first month or two, I would say you're not completely available for them, it, it's not going to be as good. And yeah, it'd be better to just have those two months open. And then after that, maybe you could launch something. So this is just, it, so it's going to hurt the meantime because I'm not going to get the numbers that I would. So I lose money there. Uh, but also because now some of my attention is on the meantime, it's not on the members. So just give yourself that four month, month window. The second thing I'd say in terms of time is the week before, this is literally all you're doing. Yeah. Have definitely. nothing scheduled. Cancel all your plans with friends. Cancel dinner with your mom. Cancel, you know, uh, you know, you're going to the library to return books. Not this week. Like what, anything. It's like you're about to throw a huge party and you need to go around. You're right. setting the space. Oh, you're making sure that you have enough cups set out. You're ensuring yes. that all the rooms are tidy. And by rooms, I mean online courses and that your articles are mm -hmm. set up and that, you know, everything, all the systems are go. And one of the things that um, that we usually would have done and we planned to do was to get test people in two weeks prior mm -hmm. Okay. And so we didn't get all the events up. So we didn't have the onboarding sequence done until it was too late to get those people in. And so we didn't have, you know, half a dozen to a dozen test people go through the whole sequence that we created. And if we had, which we normally would, we would have found these different, some of the things that ended up being glitchy. So, yeah, so this connects to it. So it's also good when you're doing your launch, just to look at the life of everyone who's involved. Is, yeah. there, is anyone expecting a baby? Is anyone, um, uh, yeah, are you tending, are there illnesses in the family? Are there uh, moving? Yeah. Are there other big projects that you're just, you can't get, avoid? And as much as possible, though some things, of course, out of our control surprise us, but as much as possible, yeah, it's just the thought, oh man, Susan's moving right in the middle of it. This seems like a crazy time. Maybe we need to give more, or we need to make sure somebody else is there to handle yeah. But so for that week around, I would just say basically everyone who's involved in the launch, if you have an assistant involved uh, or two, you know, various people, keep that week open. And then the day before and the day of, I mean, nothing on your calendar. Yeah. I would just assume everything's going to go wrong and you're just ready to pick up the pieces on it. So that's that's one of the big things. Just nope. I was just going to say on that note, um, for communications on launch day, we use an app called Voxer. It's like a little walkie-talkie. And mm -hmm. so being able to Vox each other on the team, if it's like, totally. hey, Tad, you know, like, can you check in on this? It's like, you know, if you're doing a big event, everybody's on walkie-talkies, you're all communicating with each other. It's the same thing. You can all mm. support people so that people are being served immediately if they have a question, if they can't log in. That it's just like immediate support for everybody. So really important very early on, whoever the team is, and again, whether you're doing this with Bradley and Magic Media or whether you're doing a launch with somebody else, whoever the team is, I think it's so important. Probably have a, a weekly call where you can just be checking in with each other, where you get human with each other and you can see each other um, and, and then have the mechanism like Voxer or whatever the app is you're using, have the mechanisms for communication really set up. And this is part of the reason for having everything in the week before unscheduled because there's going to be a lot of messages that go back a lot of emails and a lot of them will be very time sensitive that one needs to respond right away and if you're busy with other things 
then a message you should respond to in, in an hour, maybe takes you 24 hours, and then it's just painful for everyone involved. So, uh, so yeah, the, the time, give yourself more time than you need. And also I would say, you know, in the two months before, I'm talking in terms of promotional window, but now building the thing, I mean, we so when did we start? It was, I would say it took us about four or five months to build, probably five months to build. Yeah. And that's, that's fairly typical. I mean, usually you want to give yourself five or six months. To yeah. Build. I would just give yourself, but before those even two months, like I would give yourself six months or, well, yeah. I mean, before the launch date, let's say give yourself at least six months yeah. so you can just get everything in and built. Just assume it will take longer than you think it's going to take. Uh, because it's the it's the difference between so many people i mean launch fatigue is it's just going to happen but there's there's a difference in launch fatigue and what i see so many of my colleagues go through where they do these epic launches and they they crater they crash and yeah you you want to hit the ground just walking just sauntering into it because you've laid the foundation and you've made sure everything's working you've done this testing oh we get some you know, people in to see if this works. You find the glitches with your beta testers before anyone who's paid comes in. Because yeah. then when the door is open, it's just, you know, again, it's, I think it's a good analogy, like the party. Um, it's a stressful thing. And we've all done this where you're hosting a party. And it's a big party. And one hour before you start tidying. And it's so stressful because people are arriving and it's not tidied. And you're throwing stuff in the closet, which is going to you know, be a problem later. So give yourself, if you're hosting a party, I mean, really, you can start if a big one a week before. You can start tidying and organizing and then the whole day of. And then when people show up, hey, you're, you're, it's, it's, the music's on, the incense is going, the candles are lit, the food's cooking. And when people arrive, there's no stress about it because people, this is the thing. The people who are coming into your community when you build it, they deserve a warm welcome. They deserve yeah. to be welcomed as uh, not by a stressed out host yeah. who's resenting the fact that they're there. <laughs> but as a host is like, oh my God, it's so good to see you. I've been waiting for hours. It's so good to see you and is relaxed. Why? Because all the logistics are handled. So if you think, I mean, I would just say, here's the nightmare. If you want to have a nightmare launch sequence, here's what it is. You got no niche. You've got no real content no reputation that you've built and you try to slam this all together in a month or two weeks is that's insanity but if you give yourself the time you know bradley i know through this process lots of templates and you know oh my checklists have come out so we use notion and we've like templatized this whole process because we did two almost simultaneous they were a couple like three weeks apart launches and so while we were building the two launches, we were designing all of our templates and workflows and, and all that. Because this is this has just become, due to the COVID times, this has become a new branch of Magic Media right. of us building and launching communities and memberships. Um, and so it's like, for us, we're building all of the systems so that this can be a scalable part of our business. And so that, you know, these tech glitches, like we have so much more foresight for the next launch we do based on everything that happened in these last couple that we just did. So yeah, it's yay to learning. <laughs> and, and so I would just say, you know, if you're working with Brad, just do what he says, you know, when he and Paige say this needs to be up by this date, 
get it up by that date. You know, if there's a, a map of the journey, just make sure it gets done. Okay, so moving on to the next thing is, um, so the launch sequence. Oh yeah, that was gold. Would... Yeah, do you wanna, what do you? Well, so this is something that we, we had developed before this, and so we knew we liked to do a 33-day launch sequence, but I feel like we fine-tuned it beautifully for this particular launch with the way that Tad mm. did his events and dripped out his content leading up. So the traditional Jeff Walker way, which I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with, is like, you know, you're, you're launching the shopping carts open for seven days. For us, mm. we like a less invasive approach to people's inbox. Yes, there's going to be a lot of emails that come out, mm. but we do, Tad, starting about 60 days out, on social media is emails he started to hint that something's coming right and he uh, named yeah. the date like on december or on um, 11 11 november 11th or yeah. whatever something's coming and so he hinted about it and then on the 11th he announced i've been working for months we're launching this membership for the next 33 days you have lifetime access and if you scroll down at the bottom there's a calendar of events and content that we will be releasing mm -hmm. to give you a taste of what's to come inside of the membership space and so, you know, he had beautiful banner images done up that linked off to the registration links of mm. those various events that he was doing. And um, it was all just timed beautifully. Mm. And uh, the value of the content that was being delivered uh, was awesome. And it helped people to really understand like, oh, wow, like here's this kind of event and here's this kind of a, like, if you want to just talk about like some sure. of the, the piece of content that we were sharing. Yeah, and so it's interesting because I've never done the Jeff Walker style launch, you know, and, and you know, bless Jeff Walker because he came up with something really, I think, useful and uh, totally. But it's um, it's funny. I didn't know about the seven days. Yeah, to me, the thought of opening something up for seven days, I get the urgency, but I think, I guess, our opinion that you don't need that much urgency. You don't need to cram it into seven days where it's a panic. Uh, but I'd forgotten about the teasing, so that is one thing I'd recommend. I don't think I teased it enough. I think you could give it like, you could a month or two of just, hey, something big is coming. I'm working on this thing. I'm working on this yeah. thing. I can't tell you, but it's the biggest thing I've ever done. I'm so excited. Hey, I'm, we just figured out the date it's launching. Mark this in your calendars, you know, or, or get ready. on Check your email on this date in particular. You know, um, you can have memes. I just had the 11-11, just evocatively, mysteriously hinting that something was happening on that date. You could, you know, I remember seeing a, a billboard where it was a, it's just a black billboard. And then one day, like a puzzle piece was missing. You see one letter. The next day, a puzzle piece over here is missing. You see another letter. And it just slowly, and every day you, when you went by, it was been updating. You just kind of like, what is next? What's, what, what is it hiding? So I think you can, you can tease these things with great effect. And people just, the, the hype starts to build, which is, um, why not? It's fun. And then, yes. And so where this idea comes from of, delivering value, um, which I think Jeff Walker's launch, yeah. it can do, you know, yeah. you're, you're giving people real content. But I, for me, it came from uh, Jay Abraham. He had a program called the Mastermind Marketing Training. And this was his pitch to it, which I thought was so compelling. He said, look, I've got this program. I used to do it all the time. And then I haven't done it for, I don't know, five, 10 years or something. Um, but a lot of my, the people who've been through it and people who've worked with me have been begging me to bring it back because they want to bring their colleagues. Like they went to this training years ago. It was so transformative for them. Now they've got employees, business partners who they want to introduce to this. So finally I'm bringing it back. I'm pulling out all the stops and, um, it's going to be amazing. And of course I would say that, 
it's my program. So of course I'm gonna say it's amazing. So here's what I wanna invite you to do. To sign up for my marketing of this. I promise you that in the marketing of this program, you will get more solid content than a lot of people will deliver in a paid program. And so for, I don't know, it was 30 days or something, every day there was an email with a PDF that, and it was gold, I mean, I still have them on my laptop. Uh, it was incredible value, it was not a big pitch. It wasn't like every email was selling it. Every email was educating. Here's another facet of marketing. Here's something to consider. And of course, here's a link if you'd like to buy. Uh, really compelling. And so this was the orientation in my mind is can you, and I would invite you to think about it, can you make your launch incredibly genuinely valuable? Where mm -hmm. it's not every email is a pitch, but they get more value from your the free stuff you're offering or discounted stuff yeah, uh, than, than they might pay for elsewhere. So if I'm remembering correctly, here was a number of things I did. One was there was a, um, I did a stump the hippie contest where I said, hey, you know, part and part of the, the idea of the launch to, to think about is you want to give people as much as possible the experience of being in it without actually being in it. Um, you remember one of my, I think it was Charlotte Jacobs, maybe it was her, she said, if you're a holistic practitioner and you meet somebody at a party, the experience they have of being with you at the party is what they think it will be like to work with you. So if your conversation is all about trying to sell them and get them to sign up and you're pushy, that's what they think it'll be like to work with you. But if instead, the, in the conversation with you, they feel deeply heard and loved and listened to, that's the thing that has them want to work with you. Because it's like, wow, that felt so good to be with this person. So a similar thing, you want to give them in the launch this experience of, wow, that was great, I want more. So one thing I did was the stuff they had I said, hey, if you're in this membership, you know, we've got a, a news feed, kind of like our own private thing, and you'll be able to ask questions and I'll be responding. And every once in a while, you know, I'll do something like this. So I said, post your question and I promise I'll respond to everyone with an answer. And uh, so I did that. It took me, you know, a week to respond to everyone because there are lots of things. It was just a post on my Facebook page. Um, and of course, an advantage of this is now you get a lot of traffic on your Facebook page, which, you know, boosts your rankings for that post and more people see it. Um, another thing I did was I offered a, um, I did for the very first time my day-long workshop online. So I did that on a pay-what-you-can basis. You could do it for free, but it was a, I don't know, a, from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. with a couple half-hour breaks in there. And so that was available. There was a case study oh that's right i did a case study i said look you know you, you, what is it like to work with me what's the outcome of this well here's somebody who's been in my mentorship program uh so we're going to do a feature on, on on them and you know i'll be lifting up things and it'll be educational it's not just going to be bragging about this person but they got to share what they were working on i got to comment on it around it was her work around point of view uh so when linda katz we did a uh oh man there was a, we did, well, we did a tour also just, hey, you know, if you want to see That's what right. it's like, it, 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 we're going to lift up the hood so you can actually see inside uh, this network and, and what's involved and ask any questions that you have. Yeah. You did a Q&A coaching call. Was that the same or? No, that was different. Oh, that's right. That's right. Because right every week in the... Um, membership program if you're on the pro level and once a month at the foundation there's this call so i just thought why not give them the experience of what it's like to have one of these calls and so in the in the program it's uh, one hour but i said you know what 
because it's launched, it's a 90 minute call. Just call and ask me anything you want. And it was beautiful. There was some really good stuff uh, that came out of it. And the, uh, gosh, there may have been a few other things, but you see the idea. You're trying to think, okay, what's the experience they're hopefully gonna have in the membership? And how can we offer them samples and tastes of that for free uh, in the lead up? So with the, um, so one of the milestones we hit, for me, you know, when we started on the process, I, my brain was like 150 feels like mm. really a really solid mark to hit 150 members joining at the founding level. And so two things we did. So it's a 33 day launch period where Tad's doing these events and there's kind of like a very soft sell in those. But in the yeah. first seven days, if people signed up in the first seven days, uh -huh. then um, they got a bonus call when they joined. And so um, that just helps to like create a spike straight at the beginning because historically in the last decade of all mm -hmm. the launches I've ever done, it's like more than 50%, usually like 75% of the sales come in in the last like 48 hours. It's just, it's... It's craziness. If only people realize the pressure and stress they put the creator under by waiting for the last minute, but mm. clearly people don't think about that. <laughs> but so in this case, we had, <clears throat> my guess would be, we probably had about 25% of the sales come in in that first week. And then we had little spikes here and there after each of the events and pieces of content Tad was doing. And then in the last 48 hours, probably yeah. 50 to 60 percent of the people ended up signing up and so the last the last 48 hours is always a very exciting time if you're the creator and you're launching something and that's why um you do so at the beginning of this launch sequence tad said you know if you don't want to be a part of this launch sequence like i'm going to provide value you're going to learn about this launch sequence. if you don't just unsubscribe and you won't get any more launch related emails uh, because we we put all of his contacts on on a launch email list so that they could you know essentially just be focused on that mm -hmm. they unsubscribe doesn't mean they're losing tad forever which i think is an important thing to do it is i didn't do it in the end didn't you i, I did for the first bit but something about is uh, this was probably a constant contact glitch we moved it over but suddenly that list was way smaller oh interesting it didn't make sense and then i was it just got confusing and i was too swamped to deal with it but yes, this is a really, it is a, <laughs> good, a good tip. Thing. <laughs> it is a good tip. Yeah, you basically duplicate your whole list onto a separate list. Yeah. So they unsubscribe. They're unsubscribing from the launch list, not your main list. I didn't do it. You should do it. Yeah. Do as I say, not as Definitely I do. do it. So 48 to, or 48 to 72 hours out, we did the tour. So yes. people that like, I need to visually see what this thing is. We did that and we answered all the questions. I was on that call as well. And so um, Tad could answer if there's anything technical, I could answer it. And then, you know, that final 48 hours, you, you do have to kind of get over your, your fear of annoying people. You have to do several last call emails yeah. of like, but you can, in those, you can do case studies and like, hey, this is the last call. Here's 10 reasons why yeah. you should do this and five reasons why you should not do this. And just like, you have to spell it out. And on the final day, obviously you got to do at least a couple of like, today's the last day. Yeah. And then you've got six hours left. So the people really understand because again, most people wait 
And I mean, we literally had people coming in the final hour. There were signups after signups. So. Well, I just heard this from one of the people in my mentorship program. She had a launch. It was a six-week launch. And then a few days after the launch, you know, which the special offer was done, people saying, oh, I missed it. Can I still get the special deal? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm sorry, you can't. But that people will do this if you don't make it very clear. Yeah. And because people, you you got to assume they're not going to read every email. So there have to be multiple touch points on this. Um, yeah. And again, because I didn't do the duplicate list or that didn't work. And so I ended up using the whole list. I probably wasn't as um, uh, adamant, uh, you know, and reminding as I could have been. Yeah. But I do think in that last time, and you can let people know, it's like, hey, in the last 48 hours, there are going to be a few emails coming out. Just, I don't want to make, I want to make sure nobody misses it. Yeah. And people, I think, tend to be very forgiving because you're doing it. And some people will unsubscribe, but, you know, it's it, people understand it's a launch. I think people, you get a few gimmies, especially if most of the emails they get from you are, are of value. And, yeah, come to this event. Here's some content. Here's, yeah. you know, this valuable article. Oh, the other thing I did, um, just to step back a little bit, is I did a video where, and this was in most of my emails, where I said, hey, I let me make the pitch for the launch. And I walked them through it. And I did it where I said, look, if you look below, uh, you'll see the banners for each of those things. And I just walked them through it verbally. I said, you know, the very first thing we're going to do is this Stump the Hippie. Then we're going to do this case study. Then we're going to do this Q&A call. Then you're going to do the Marketing for Hippies 101. And, and I kind of, I just made the pitch for each of them. Here's why these are things you probably want to check out. And the banners are below. And the, this was the, the genius of what Bradley said is, if I did a new email and oh the stump the hippies already happened, I just deleted that banner, but you still saw all the other banners yeah. below. So with every email you send, the whole what's coming up next is available, as opposed to just okay, here's what's next, and here's what's next would yeah. mean probably more emails uh, versus if it's if it's available. Um, so people need to plan. They need to put it in their schedule. It's people like to know like, okay, what's coming up? I don't want any more surprises. Right. <laughs> if you say, Hey, tomorrow at 4 PM, we're doing this thing. Well, you yeah. know, they don't have time to, and in fact, they'll be upset with you. They'll say, but I wanted to go to this. Why didn't you give me more heads up? Yeah. So it's really important to let them know. It's like, there's a bunch of stuff coming. I think you'll like it. Here's why to do it. And, uh, put it in your calendar now if you want to check it out and people will be grateful that you, you gave them the, the heads up. Oh, so on the note of everybody rushing in at the end. So the goal was 150, I think 48 hours out, we were probably sitting around. I, I can't remember. It was, it was probably like 80 or so yeah. people had signed up. And then in the last, the last 48 hours, we ended up getting up to 154. Like it yeah. was just, it's, what? Yeah, which is the other reason to have that last 48 hours available. Yeah, because you're gonna have a lot of people joining in. And so if there is a technical glitch, it's gonna hit there. You see, like if there people were having trouble logging in, well, maybe they hadn't even tried to log in up yeah. until this point, because it was well, not even open yet. So they're just waiting for the day. But, you know, you've got half the people but now you have this other huge yeah. batch and a lot of them now, cause it's closer to the day you're likely to see these things. And the thing is, is like, if you're, whether you're using mighty networks or circle or you're building something in WordPress, you're introducing people to a new platform that they're probably not familiar with. And so many of the cases that we were finding is people just weren't clicking the proper link or pushing the proper button to actually register themselves in the system. And so, 
a lot of the people, it was just because they weren't familiar with the platform as to why they couldn't get in. That wasn't the case for all of them because of the constant contact thing, but just understanding that, you know, there'll be a lot of people that are just like, they're not techies. They yeah. don't read instructions no. and they're not intuitive. So they just like, they don't, they won't figure it out on their own. And so they'll be asking you like, Hey, I can't do this thing. And so you just have to be prepared to have somebody on your team that's ready and equipped to do that. This is a, yeah, a big thing. So, you know, a big part of the launch is, uh, in the same way of throwing a party. Well, there's the prep for the party, but then there's the welcoming people to the party and them arriving. Yeah. And there's that first, um, you know, if, especially if it's a party in a new place, playing host, yeah. here's the bathroom, here's uh, here's where you can smoke, here's, you know, this thing, here's a chill space. There's got to be an orientation. Uh, because if, you know, I remember this, man, this was back, I guess, in 2001. I was in Washington, D.C. for the uh, anti-globalization protests against the IMF and the World Bank. And it was interesting, we showed up to this kind of anarchist space and we got a tour, somebody walked us around and then I saw new people arriving and I gave them the tour. I said, oh, hey, let me, and it's so funny. And I just thought, this is so beautiful. It's so decentralized. Everyone's just taking care of everyone and nobody's really seemed to be in charge. And, um, you know, though certainly some people knew, knew more, but I was empowered enough to give the tour. And so it's really important to have, you want to have a, if, a community manager if that's not going to be you but have somebody who can be playing that role of yeah. welcoming people in and make sure that that person understands the the platform you're using like if, if it's mighty network they get a real tour they really deeply understand it as much as they can yeah. number two um you know so a lot of my work as most of you know has to do with niching and that's the stuff i have the most content on i've got a number of mini courses i've got so many there's just there's tons of content around niching but of course, this could be overwhelming. And people were overwhelmed. They said, well, where do I start? And I heard that from enough people that I said, I'll make a little flow. And so basically I said, here's everything. If you're in this situation, I'd start here. If you're in this situation here, if you're looking for this here. And I just made it really clear. And I put that in the FAQ section, which was something that um, we added as a, as a topic. Uh, you know. And so this is something I'd recommend. Just have that ready, an FAQ topic because there will be frequently asked questions. As soon as you launch, you'll figure out what they are. Um, and one of them will probably be, what steps should I go through on? So that's one you can anticipate and make sure that it's clear. The other thing that can make it really good, and, and uh, I can't remember if you'd suggested this, but I kind of did it and people have thanked me for it is, um, especially in the beginning, I say, okay, first watch these videos. Once you're done that, here's the next thing to watch, click this. And then that takes them to the next course. Yeah. Hey, now that you're done this course, I recommend this course. So everything is, as much as possible, you want to make it so easy. It's, yeah. You know, trying to create a step-by-step -step process. Like that's ultimately online learning is we're taking you from the bottom of the mountain to the top of the mountain. And as the guide, we're going to help you get there in the quickest, easiest, best way possible. Yeah. My, 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 ch I've probably got so much content. So it's, uh, for some of you, this may be easier. Um, I'm yeah. still working this out and maybe I'll have more success in the future. But if you can literally create a map. Like, hey, generally, generically, not true for everyone, but the process I'd suggest is you start here, then you go here, then here, and this will get you there. Uh, you know, reach out if that doesn't work. But if you can give people that basic flow, even visually, you, you know, you can draw it. I mean, when you had the great e-course adventure, you literally have, we have a map that hangs up on the wall. Yeah. So if you can have that kind of a, a visual that people can see that they know they're going in, in roughly the right uh, direction, I think that's... That's good. And so anyways, I'll probably be adding more of that in. 
but having some sort of a, a process flow and having the, the space for the frequently asked questions. Yeah. And because also what's really helpful about this, the more of those you get, next time the question comes up, your community manager can just cut paste the link, post it in the comments, say, oh, great question, here's the answer. Yeah. And these things get systematized, it gets easier and easier over time. Yeah. And especially if you do the thing where you get the pro members in and you give them a bit of time, you start to see what I was saying about that anarchist thing. You've got then, so I'll have like 200 people who are in now, um, hopefully all being very well oriented. So by the time the monthly members come in and they have questions, even before uh, the community manager might have time to see it, somebody else has already handled it. This would be the dream is that you get the community well enough oriented. So I would just say also for that first, let's say you give it two months with the, just the, the founding members, I would invest very heavily in the community, uh, in the customer support, in the orientation. Like one thing that made me so happy was uh, Belle, who's the community manager, uh, she saw a comment and she said, hey, oh, you're confused and overwhelmed. I can get on the phone with you and give you a personal orientation if you'd like. And I was just, oh, perfect. I mean, yeah. this is the kind of thing to be doing, I think, in those first two months. Yeah, you want to make people feel so seeing her welcomed. I don't know if I've ever seen a community that's so excited. Like people are genuinely so excited to be in there. Um, there's tons of activity straight out of the gate. People are, I mean, you sent screenshots in the first couple of days of like people saying they're already having breakthroughs and it's two days in, which is really cool. That's such a satisfying thing. And now like for you, where it's at now is you now have a sandbox yeah. for your life's work to blossom and grow inside of. And that, you know, obviously you can always, you never know what needs to be improved until after it's launched. It's like you do the best you can with what you've learned from the past and you set it up as best as you can and yeah. you create the best user workflows and the best onboarding emails and the best start here page and all that sort of stuff. And then once people go in after a few months, you can start to assess of like, oh, they're getting stuck here. Or like people keep asking this and you just keep fine tuning and improving. But by having a centralized umbrella where you can play and create and where your people can gather that's off of Facebook. So you're, you know, that's one of the things, one of my favorite things about having your own network is Facebook is a world of distraction. Uh, people are constantly, yeah. their attention is being pulled away from what they're trying to focus on. Whereas this, everybody in this membership is there for the same reason and the same purpose. It's to build their businesses, to network with like-minded entrepreneurs and to hone in on their marketing. Yeah. It's, and you know, something that occurred to me, if you're thinking about having a, a building a network, if you ever did want to sell your business, this this has just been hitting me personally. Anyways, if I ever want to sell marketing for hippies, which I don't imagine, but maybe this makes it much a much better deal for whoever would buy it. Here's all of my content in one place, well tuned over years with a lot of happy members. You know, if you ever wanted to sell it, this is something. This is the piece of collateral you can sell, not just an email list, yeah. but a, a vibrant networking community. So you know, I suppose in wrapping up. The, the big thing, uh, just to, to reiterate, if you're working with Brad, which I, I just honestly can't recommend highly enough, such a dream to work with Brad and Paige and, and, uh, and Jonathan. Uh, you know, yes, there were glitches. It's to be expected. Um, 
but also I just I, I understood when I would express them to Brad and Paige, I knew they were also being turned into systems, which is, uh, you know, amazing and not not always there. But follow their systems, you know, and give yourself the time. Don't try to do this in a month. Yeah. Give totally. yourself the six months. Really be realistic about the time. Uh, and, you know, I'm only three weeks in. So, you know, probably maybe we'll do another one of these, uh, you know, in six months uh, with, with lessons learned more from the managing of the community side. Yeah. But in terms of the launch, I'm so glad we, we, we gave ourselves the time. Because even though it wasn't, there's still some things we hadn't, on our end, my end, we hadn't gotten done. By the time it launched, I really, I didn't feel stressed towards the end. Give yourself the time. Follow the systems that are made. Um, and for those of you that want, like, we do have, we built a course called Going Mighty, which is a party-themed course. We literally, we shot the whole course during a huge party that we threw, which was uh, extremely fun and very, very challenging. But it turned out to be a pretty cool work of art. Um, so that, yeah. that course, uh, it's a part of our membership and you can just go through that. It's also available for free on YouTube if you don't want to pay us for our membership. So you can check out our YouTube channel and you might find it there. Um, and uh, one, one last thing, this is, uh, something that I didn't think Brad said it a number of times walking in, I kind of resisted. I think he was right. And I was wrong on this is I'm, <laughs> is, uh, I've got these four 30 day programs that I do once a year. Right. And I thought, well, I want these to be available, not just for people in the membership, but outside, but now there's logistical challenges to now I have to send a message through the network to the members who sign up plus an email to the people who aren't in the membership. And yeah, it gets very confusing. So I would just urge you to consider the possibility everything goes in this basket. You know, maybe you do a few teleseminars that are not, that are outside and for members, but all your significant work only for members. And you just make the case. So it's like, hey, look, this is a $300 30-day course. But if you sign up at the uh, pro level, and let's say you sign up for two months to encompass the full time, well, that's 200 bucks. And you get this, plus you get access to all my, I mean, you could sign up and download every one of my eBooks. You go to all the live coaching sessions. And then so much. Yeah. You, and make out like a bandit for only 200 bucks. So I, and then, you know, we hope you'll stick around. It'd be great. My fear in doing it was if we do that, then people are going to say, oh, I forgot to cancel it. And then we have to deal with all these refunds. It may happen. I'm just going to, we'll, we'll be as careful and give people the reminders that we can just so nobody sticks around who doesn't want to stick around. But the, the thought of having it all in one place means everything in the business model is going to get simpler. Yeah. Uh, when, pe when people sign up for my email list, uh, they'll get an opt-in sequence, all of which will direct them to the, the membership. That'll be the whole focus of that opt-in sequence in terms of what's being offered the next step. It'll be just the membership. And then when I, and then I won't be doing probably the same level of launches and effort to promote these 30 day courses. It'll just be in the weekly calls. Hey, everyone, remember uh, next month I'm doing my uh, point of view marketing 30 day course. If you want to sign up for that, it's here. I'll send a few emails yeah. uh, to the members directly through, you know, Mighty Networks. But it'll just be, um, it'll be so much easier because I know these people are already in, they're already excited. So it's less work for me. 
I don't have to duplicate efforts with it, the people in the network and outside of the network. Uh, and the business model becomes like free stuff, join the email list, join the membership. Um, and then, you know, if I have a mentorship or an apprenticeship, which I'm thinking about doing coming up, that'll be, but still I could probably market almost all of that through the, you know, I, I'm probably wrapping up my mentorship program, but it occurred to me, I thought, wow, if I was going to keep it going, I would never struggle to fill it again because yeah. I'll have, I mean, I already have 200 people in there, but let's say once the monthly is open up, let's just say conservatively it goes up to in the next year, 300 people, that's 300 people. And I had 12 spots in my, my uh, mentorship thing. So if you're wanting to fill that kind of inner circle, instead of reaching out to the universe, trying to fill it cold, build a community yeah. that is so in love with what you do, and then you offer it to them. Uh, you know, I also do these puttering sessions where I do, you know, people can book an hour of my time while I putter and tidy and at a discount. And I had a, um, I've emailed my list, but then I realized, oh, I should have an advanced notice list, which I have, no, oh, two or 300 people on that. But then with the launch of this community, I realized, oh, you know, actually the first people who are going to get access to the puttering sessions, because there's only, uh, let's say, 12 a month that I release. I said, I want first dibs to go to the membership people. And so I realized, man, I'm, these will, my, my puttering sessions on my mentorship program are just always going to sell out now because I've got this community and I'm, I'm just focused on that. That's all priority to membership, which is more incentive to join the membership. So you get these opportunities to totally to work with Tad. Right. I got to add that to the sales letter. Cause yeah, in the next sales letter for the monthlies, oh, this is the other thing. Oh, man. It, <laughs> Hopefully this is useful for you, but I'm sure it's got to be something here. Another reason to separate out the the um, pro lifetime thing or the lifetime members from the monthly to give a couple months is it gives you um, another chance to do a different type of launch for the monthly. So here's some things I'm realizing I can include uh, when I launch the monthly things. First of all, I can have testimonials from people who are in the membership. So that's very helpful. And you can't have that if the monthlies open up the day after. Yeah. So I get testimonials. Number two, um, I've been filming, uh, this gets a little more technical, but when I do the Zoom calls, they're recorded. Uh, I've, my assistant then is basically dividing them up into each coaching session that I do becomes its own video. So with permission of the people who are willing to do it, I'll be able to take some of those videos and use them in the launch and say, hey, I just wanted to give you all a taste of what these sessions are like. Here's a session, that I, a coaching session I did with this woman. I thought it was really great. Give you a flavor, boom, here's a video of that. Um, I can also say, here's the things I improved in the last two months. Aren't you glad you waited? Because in the last two months, we've changed this. Hey, we added this FAQ section. We've decided that the 30-day programs are members only, you know, um, and, and also not just for that launch, but for the sales that are moving forward to be able to say, here's some, here's some more reasons to sign up for the membership. Number one, you're gonna get first dibs on my puttering sessions. Before anyone hears about them, you'll hear about them. Uh, the 30-day programs are only for you. It's not for anyone else. So it gives more incentive to sign up for this. Um, but I'm sure there'll be more things that will come, uh, that will, uh, you know, I'll be able to use in the, in the lead up uh, for the, yeah. the monthlies because I took the two months. So, you get a you get some updates that you can put in that just genuinely make it more compelling. 
Uh, and also, you know, there's things that we're adding, which I won't get into now. This may be part of it, another video, but we're adding, uh, so everyone, let's say at the pro level, they get the weekly call, but now we're gonna add a kind of community call of once a week where they get to meet in Zoom rooms and support each other and connect with each other. We're starting to organize people into pods uh, and different kind of affinity groups based on, let's say they do grief work and they do permaculture or they do um, uh, money coaching or whatever it is. We're starting to help people meet each other and creating structures for that. There's so much, that's the beautiful Amen. thing about a membership is, you know, you can, you can configure your members in so many ways and your content and there's not one business model that is the right way. Mm -hmm. There's so many ways that you can do it. I mean, with Magic Media, we have, I'm guessing since we launched our, our initial flagship course, the Grady Course Adventure, which I think we just hit year five right now, our five year mm -hmm. anniversary is coming up on the 11th. Um, which is crazy. <laughs> We've gone through probably at least 15 different pricing and business models for our courses, for our course library, everything from like freemium where people get all of our library for free and, uh, and then they pay for the masterminds and stuff, which I wouldn't recommend. I mean, the thing about doing a free community, um, is you get a lot of people that are just there because it's free. Yeah. And for us, like, we shifted over a year ago to um, to just similar to Tad's ninety nine a month or seven ninety nine a year, and it's all inclusive for our particular membership. And when for me, like I would rather have a community that feels like a village. Everybody's invested in the village. Everybody gets to know yeah. each other. So rather than having a massive community, I, I like to have a small intimate space where when people are coming on the calls. I know them and I've got people coming on our mastermind calls that I've been supporting them with their business for the last three years. And like, mm. I know where they've come from. I know what they were working on a month ago and I can continue to hold them accountable and continue to pull them up to the next level. And it's just, you know, it's, it's really invaluable as a coach for me, like the fulfillment I get mm. and I'm sure that you're going to get as you get to know all of these members over the next year, two years, three years. Like it's, it's really satisfying to actually see people come to these sessions, apply what you're coaching them through, and then come back and share the breakthroughs. One last thing is the, um, you're going to need a team probably to run the, depending on the size, how many people you have in, but beyond a certain number of people, it's going to be too much for you. And the thing I wish I'd done in retrospect was build the team sooner. Um, you know, uh, so it's one of these things, let's say there's somebody you think you really want to have a part of that community. Well, you might comp them in in exchange for this. Say, look, uh, you know, I'm launching this community. I would love to have you involved. How about we do an exchange? You get free access or discount access to be a part of the team that is kind of moderating this. Uh, you may want to hire somebody. In my case, I hired my friend Belle, and you know she's being paid to do most of the legwork on this. Um, and I wish I'd gotten them in sooner, uh, gotten them better oriented. It was—it's kind of been—I've been lucky. The people I have, is, I've just lucked out on it. But it, I, I might not have been so lucky. So you want to get the team. I would say start them on it a month or two before. And that's a part of our process now as well as like getting people trained at every stage of the game and you know we'll be building out videos 
for the team that we're working with just to support mm-hmm. at each stage so that, um, you know, essentially they can become pros by the time this thing launches, which is what you want. It's harder to do because there's so many things that go into building and launching something and to be oh, training no. on top of that as well. But that is definitely the effort that will be put forth moving forward is just to to help people be as close to experts with the platform as possible. And then obviously there'll be pieces they learn as they go. Yeah, I think that's it. That's plenty. Thank you everyone so much. Thanks everybody for tuning in and uh, let us know your top takeaway. Share if there's comments somewhere. Around yeah. Here. And if you, and if you've got any of your own, you've done a launch yourself and there's things you wish you'd done differently. There's things you learned from the process or, or things you did that worked really well. Please share those below because uh, you can count, you know, on Brad uh, stealing those and turning them into uh, <laughs> turn them in templates. But yeah, turning them into templates and systems that could genuinely be helpful for other people yeah. who are building them. So, um, and on that note, um, I don't know when yet, but I am working on a class that teaches the whole thirty-three day launch process that will include those templates and uh, it feels like an important one to do because That's I think right. everybody's pretty tired of the the yeah. launch formula that is typically done i think this is a much it's a nice version yeah yeah nice congratulations on your new membership thank you so much yeah thanks everyone see you later thanks for tuning in to today's making magic podcast if you enjoyed it please leave us a review and if you didn't remember treat each other how you want to be treated I invite you to come check out our Magic Media membership at magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com. Our affordable, all-inclusive membership offers everything a purpose-driven creator could need to produce your educational content, engaging courses, and thriving online communities. The membership includes all of our premium courses, bi-monthly mastermind group coaching, and an inspiring, supportive community of fun-loving, dedicated entrepreneurs and creators to make magic on the internet with. See you there, and tune in next time.